Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And Stat Pat to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation, we running the town. Yeah, it's the Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. Hey, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. As usual, I'm joined here by my boy, Money Mike. I'm not even going to ask you how you're doing. I'm just going to leave <laughs> you it You know what? The, I'm yeah. glad I woke up this morning. Yeah, exactly. And it's I'm a beautiful ready, I'm, day. I'm ready to talk about... Um, some basketball? Some maybe? basketball, yeah. yeah I have no it. idea. I have no idea. Hey, hey man, you know, I'm 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 feeling a little bit better, man. I'm still still shaking off the loss, but it still know, stings a little bit. It does, man. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. You know, so awesome. but, you know, it's awesome. it's what it is. Yeah, we're all we're all feeling it. And we'll definitely yeah. get there. Um, to everybody who's watching and whoever's listening right now on Clubhouse or anywhere on our uh, platforms for podcasts, uh, we have a great guest tonight. We have an amazing guest. Uh, his name is Larry Reed. Uh, Larry is a referee. Uh, Larry has refereed uh, high uh, high school high school basketball games as well as college games, um, and uh, very recently he was a referee at the Mamba Academy and actually happened to be on court. Uh, the day, unfortunately, that Kobe Bryant passed, and he was one of the refs who had to stop the game that they were involved with. So, uh, Larry, thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to have you on board. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Good evening, everybody. Um, yeah, my name is Larry Reed, um, high school re referee. Um, I was on the court um, the day we had to break the news of Kobe Bryant passing on the airplane crash. Um, it was an amazing um, experience, very surreal. Uh, probably about 3,000 people in the building. Mm. Um, and I can tell you, like, everybody was crying. Yeah. It was just one of those events. Um, but it was good times, man. High school basketball is, is, is really fun to referee. Um, I've, I've, I've ref some of the young up-and-coming kids that you guys are going to hear about um, in some of the upcoming drafts. Um, so that's one of the, the fun things about being a referee, you up and close to the action. Yeah, awesome. that's for sure. Awesome. You, do, you do get to see that talent as they're growing, and especially at that Mamba Academy, huh? Yeah, oh, man, the, the Mamba Academy – uh, Kobe Bryant was about to get uh, girls basketball to a whole nother level. Um, I'm very anxious to see if, if someone like LeBron James um, or Kawhi Leonard or someone else that's, that's local can carry the torch, but he was about to take girls basketball to a whole nother level. Yeah, that's awesome. Can't wait, can't wait to hear more later on. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to get right to that. As always, though, we start the show with our boy Marco Nunez. Let's bring Marco in right away. Marco, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How's everybody doing today? Well, you, know, good, man. you know, you know how it is, Marco. We've yeah. been better. So, so look, man, look, we're gonna get right to it, man. Look. <laughs> so this AD thing, right? Because you know, I'm gonna tell you right now, you've been really, really, really helping us out. I'm glad that we had to send me because you know, now I hear when reports come out and they say, Hey, um, and this is what they said about AD. They said they they talked to the trainers and they said that it could not get any worse, and that's why they said it was okay for him to play. Right, because they said that his injury is going into cannot get any worse. Cool, cool. If they can't, can't get no worse, then why he did the game after six minutes? Because you know they said he can't get no worse, <laughs> so he should be. You know I mean, look, why did he leave the game after six uh, minutes? I'm gonna let Marco answer, but I, I think I know the answer. No, no, ahead, they Marco. said it was not gonna get any worse. I just want them. Who was lying here? Like, what, what's going on? What the hell's going on? All right, Marco. I feel, I, feel, I feel my seat, my seat kind of burning up right now. I feel like I'm on a hot seat. <laughs> right. I, mean, I mean, you didn't say it. The report said. The report right. said they talked to the trainers, and they said if he played, it could not get any worse. Okay? So it ain't getting no worse. After this dude ran six minutes into the game and almost fell out of bounds again and then yeah. sat down and said, it I can't worse. do it. it no. <laughs> they said it's not going to get any worse. <laughs> So, uh, so let's start with this. You know, right, right off the bat, as he was moving out there, you can tell that he was not moving normal. He wasn't moving properly, and that was kind of expected, especially with mm -hmm. the groin strain or any kind of muscular strain. Um, being that's on the left side, um, it was going to be difficult for him to shift. You know, kind of do a, a lateral move to the right or be able to pivot with the left. And you can tell, I even think. I think like, the the game before, he was out there warming up and he was kind of getting some shots up. And I was watching the video, and you can tell right off the bat. 
when he would shoot and do like a little bit of a jump shot, he would push off his right leg and he would land on his right leg. So he was favoring that right leg. He was not putting any, or, or at least trying to reduce the weight that he was going to put on, on the left one. I remember uh, that game uh, after the injury that he was like, hey, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Now, when it comes to the injury to, to, to the muscular strain, can you make it worse? Unfortunately, yes, you can. There is there is a possibility that it can be worse. The good thing, the good news is that I, I think from my, my understanding, the report well, is that he did not make it worse. Um, it didn't go up to a second degree, it didn't go up to a third degree type of thing. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, you know, there, there's other, it could have gone to a second degree strain, it could have gone to a third degree strain type of thing. Um, you know, he, you see, you saw it right away when he jumped and he landed, I think mid, mid air, he knew right away that's like, nope, I can't go. Even when he, when he landed, he was trying to make sure he lands cautiously and kind of checked himself out. We've talked before, uh, on previous episodes about, you know, hurt, injured, and also the importance of this specific game or what's on the line as to whether or not a player goes to, to me. I mean, just from, you know, we're always looking from the fans point of view. It really felt like to me, Anthony Davis succumbed to the social media pressure of calling him weak, calling him Mr. Glass, calling him this. And and he I, I, I don't know this, but I get the feeling he forced his way out there, essentially saying there's no choice. I'm going. I'm giving this a chance. And I, I'm wondering if they took it out of the hands of the the team doctors and the Head athletic trainer there. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it, it, at this point, you know, it, it's it, it wasn't anything like an ACL tear that was coming off. It wasn't anything major. You know, it, it is it was the muscle could have gone to like a second degree strain. It possibly could have so-called quote unquote made it worse. All of man said that he would have been out for another maybe two three weeks type of thing and allowed it to heal. Um, then that that's about it type of thing. Um, you know, there's a saying that either you're hurt or injured. If you're injured, that's when you have a fractured bone. Or when you are, you have an ACL tear, you're injured. You cannot play. When you're hurt, that's a whole different area. If you're hurt, you you know, depending on how the level of, of hurtness, I guess you want to call, you can go out there and move around and play. Professional athletes, like I mentioned before, it's rare that anybody is 100% or anywhere near. If you get to the 90% and you say, hey, I feel 90% healthy, that's like awesome. I mean, for, for a professional athlete, everyday players are playing with issues, um, being hurt, so to speak. Not injured, but being hurt. Okay, well. You know what? We'll talk more about that later. I mean, <laughs> let's just let's just clear up really quick. Uh, yeah. From what I saw with AD, it was a matter of pain tolerance. It wasn't that the injury necessarily got worse. It just was too painful. He could he he was he felt at that point he knew he was going to hurt the team. Couldn't get back on defense. So the reason why he Correct. came out, I would say, money is because he felt he was a detriment to the team at that point. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. I mean, I mean, what you basically do is, is if he moves around and he can tolerate the movement, or he can kind of like um, compensate the movement. Let's say he doesn't go much to the right; he kind of stays to the left, and he's he's still be able to be productive and somehow help the team. Then, by all means, it goes back to the same question: Hey, if you had Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan was seventy percent healthy versus anybody on the team, would you still want Michael Jordan to play? And that you know, obviously, AD is. Um, one of their top two players, I know, to LeBron. Top caliber. Oh, top caliber. Like, okay, top caliber. Yeah, we're, yes. not, we're not gonna call him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you about um, Embiid. He had a small meniscus tear, um, and they call it a small meniscus tear. Now, every time I hear meniscus, ACL, or, or tear, MCL, or tear, tear. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, tear. I don't care how small the tear is, you shouldn't be playing. But he was out there playing today. Um, isn't that an injury, you know, going back to the same thing with AD, isn't that the type of injury that has a high risk of um, getting getting um, worse? I mean, can, can you make it worse and you fall and you twist and you do stay in motion? Yes, you, there's a small possibility on the part. But as far as the meniscus tears, there's a lot of athletes that do play on with the meniscus tear. I recall, I think, when the year um, – was it our first year against, against Orlando um, – uh, Andrew Bynum actually had one. So it is possible. It's very common for athletes to play with with a, a small tear in, in their meniscus, depending on the size of the tear. It depends if it's a bucket hand or anything like that. So if it's a small tear, you can still play with it. You can still maneuver. They got to rehab him. You just have to keep an eye. He may have a little bit of swelling throughout the, as, as the rest of the playoffs go by. So the, the sports medicine team is going to have to just kind of manage that. Um, two, also, it depends if it's on the interior side, meaning on the inside, or, or is it on the lateral side? Um, I'm sorry, on the medial side of the inside or on the lateral side on the outside of the meniscus type of thing. If it's a small, you're okay. That's the other thing also is that with professional athletes, if you're MRI, and I think there was a study that was done, if you MRI every NBA player, odds are you're going to find a small tear in their meniscus as long as it's what we call, as long as it's not asymptomatic, meaning they don't feel any discomfort, they're fine. 
if this with Embiid, he may feel some discomfort. He's able to kind of move around. He's able to pivot. He may feel like a little twitch here and there. That's okay. He can play. When it gets to the point that, hey, every step he takes, walking up and down the stairs, he starts having sharp pains in there, and he can't function, he can't move well, then that's a whole different different ballgame. Excellent stuff. All right. Well, I know you got to go. So I got I got one more question. It's a different type of question. <laughs> you re, you really going to laugh at this one if you're laughing now. Hey, so has any coach gone up to you and say, hey, I know the report is this, but how they look over there? Do you think that they're going to make it through the game? Like, have you ever, like, I mean, obviously you haven't worked on the opposite opponent's team, but as mm-hmm. they warm up, like you were talking about with AD, you could kind of tell how he was favoring stuff. Have, has a coach ever given you, like, insight on a possible injured player on the other team? Oh, like uh, for pregame? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, that's one of the things about it is that, You'll, you'll notice that some, some of the sports medicine staff go out there and also kind of just do a little bit of a recon mission, if you want to call it, and see how the other the other players moving type of thing. That, that's common. Um, that's part of our job. Even if an injury occurs to the other the other side when we're at home, one of the advantages of us being at home is that we tend to kind of maybe go check up on them. Our team doctors kind of go check up on them, and they kind of come tell us, hey, you know, what's the name? Needs, a, needs an X-ray. That right off the bat, hey, there might be some kind of fracture. I may go tell, uh, I think back then was a Luke Walton. I go tell them, hey, you know what? They're getting an X-ray on what's the name. He may be out for a long period of time, so they'll make adjustments. So, um, you know, even the sports medicine, sports medicine staff kind of becomes a little bit of a scouting scouts at the same time. So I mean, you, you don't have you know, like dark glasses on, and then you just kind of just cover with the hat and real coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just supposed to be there anyway. You're just supposed to be there anyway, right? You're a doctor. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I mean, our, our our players are out of the court. They're warming up. If I go out there, I'm going to see our players, and you know, if I happen to glance like glance over to the other side and see what's going on. So be it. Yeah, yeah. So be it. <laughs> Absolutely. Marco, you're awesome. Please let everybody know how they can follow and keep up with everything you got going on. Sure, everybody. If you guys have any, ever have any questions regarding sports medicine, you guys are welcome to uh, follow me on Instagram, Marco A. Nunez17 on my Instagram, or also go to my uh, YouTube channel at Evolve Athletic Performance, where I put the weekly sports medicine tips of the weeks. Thank those you. Those are awesome, by the way. You have to catch those. Those are great. Thank you, Marco. We'll see you next week. Hey, Marco, I suggest you do, do one on two broken wrists. Thank you, Marco. Have a good day. Marco's great. Okay. So everybody, of course, Marco is the former head athletic trainer for the Lakers and uh, he's our resident uh, athletic trainer here for the profanity nation and always gives us great insight as to these injuries. Uh, Thanks for having Marco on. Now I'd really like to get back to our guest here. Um, Larry, um, you mentioned some stuff you, you, you've done high school ball. Um, you've done some college ball, of course, Mamba Academy, which is no longer the Mamba Academy. Right, it's called the Academy. Just called the right, Academy. Um, but, uh, one of the things that would definitely be interesting if you wouldn't mind, um, could you kind of take us through, you stated you were there that horrible day. Um, can you kind of take us a little bit through, uh, what that was like as that news came across? Uh, yeah. Uh, man, it was surreal. Um, that moment, it was just like one of the moments that was like we all just frozen time. Um, it took us about 10 seconds just to get everyone gathered in the center court. Um, but it took about 10 minutes before the news really kind of like hit home. Um, and everybody was just shocked, man. It was it was it was an eerie experience because for, for me, the day before, um, like I said, I, I refereed his, the last game um, that Kobe coached and Gigi played in. And um, just true to his spirit, they were de- they were up like seven. Um, it was like thirty seconds to go. Um, but the best player on the floor, she played on the other team. Uh, but she came down. She was the she was guard. She was the guard, um, and she went up and she drew the and one um, because Gigi, um, Kobe's daughter, he uh, she never gained legal garden position, and that's one of the, one of the referee terms we use is legal sure. garden position, and she didn't establish that. Um, and of course, she did the whole basketball player things. He put her hands up, right? And and Kobe Bryant was like, hey, referee, that was the worst card I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> so I, so I, I ignored it. Um, then he said it again. Um, so after the game, um, I went up to him and I explained to him. I said, hey, coach, I said, your daughter never established legal garden position. And he was like, she had her hands up. And I was like, yeah, you can have your hands up. But she kept continued to move forward. Um, and and the, the, the other girl on offense, she played through the contact, um, but it was a contact with consequence. Um, and which is another referee term. And so I had to give her the end one because there was a consequence on her shot when there was contact drawn. Um, so we talked about 
explaining that rule further the next day when he was flying in. Um, and like I said, the day before the game before uh, they were supposed to play, um, we just heard upstairs a whole bunch of people start crying, but we didn't know who it was. Um, we later found out that was the actual team waiting for Kobe and his daughter and the other girl to, to um, come into the locker room. But that's what they're waiting to stretch out and stuff. Uh, what a tragic yeah. day. What a tragic day. Um, so so that was obviously brutal. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, you had mentioned it already that uh, Kobe was doing great things, and everybody knows this for women's basketball. And all of us, everybody's really yeah. hoping, and, and hopefully it's maybe not just necessary for a superstar to help, but everybody get out there, help and support, you know, this female basketball, support the WNBA, support the Sparks, support everybody. Um, yeah, I tried to do that before. Yeah, uh, Stat Pat's got a floppy mic. Um, yeah, he's got a floppy mic. Um, we need to get that Viagra sponsor back. Bro. Um, we're gonna make it work. We're gonna make it work. Okay, so, um, interesting stuff. Okay, let's yeah. let's go ahead and yeah, uh, lighten up the mood. We, we thank you for telling the story. Absolutely I think that's important. something that every everybody always want to hear a different insight about that moment, even though. You know, it's one of those moments that you're never going to forget where you are, what you were doing. And the more insight you get, just kind of helps you. I don't know, just kind of get a little bit more in tune about that moment that would be uh, never forgotten. But let's talk about let's talk about some. Uh, let's talk about good news. Is there right, any? Well, uh, <laughs> there's no, better. There no there's better. Let, let me ask you. Let me ask. Let me there ask you about there. this. So, so I mean, you've been a referee, and uh, you know, for many years, and you've done it on every type of level. Um, it, how how are the rules? Let's talk about the rules first. Like the difference between high school, college, and pro. You know, because obviously everybody is watching at the pro level, so they, we all go by the pro rules. And then a high school game may have a different rule. Um, how difficult is it for you to explain, or or you know, referee? Uh, you know, at a high school game when everybody's going by the pro rules. So no, great question. Uh, so the NBA rules are different than college rules, which are different than high school rules. Um, we all understand the NBA, it is a business. Um, so they're allowed to do a, a couple of things um, that you can't do in official high school basketball, um, which is governed, um, which are the high school rules. So one thing I like to explain is the travel call, right? So everyone always, they swear that James Harden in the NBA game is traveling. The Eurostyle. Oh and it is not The gather drill. It is absolutely. Yeah, so he, all, all he's done is figured out the referee handbook, and it is the gather dribble, which means the count of your two your two um, feet moving forward um, doesn't start until you fully gather the ball. And on his euro step and, and his step back, um, he does not gather the ball with his second hand um, until he creates space already. So then he's able to create more space because he hasn't gathered the ball. Oh, so travel is only going forward, not back. No, it's going back. No, it's, it's, but, but, going but back. He, he, in the NBA, it's not travel, and they don't count your steps until you fully gather the ball. Gotcha. Like, like in high school, it's on a pickup. Yeah. Right. That's why we always say, don't pick up your dribble. Don't pick up your dribble because yep. once you pick up your dribble in high school, you you're done. Yep. The, the count it. starts right mm -hmm. on your two feet, being able to move forward or backwards or to the side or whatever. Um, and I do want to say this: Paul Pierce was had a huge movement in the step to the side uh, three point shot. I want to mm -hmm. throw that out. Yeah. 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 Um, another another uh, a player I think that's uh, taken advantage of the gather dribble is Giannis. Um, sometimes when you see him start his gather dribble from the top of the key, it's almost looked like he's doing three steps, and so he's able to you know create so much space because his strides are so long. He's able to take three steps and get to the rim you know, easily. And people look at it, you know, in replays and think that it's travel. I'm one of those people that sometimes on the first, you know, glance think it's travel because I've watched, we've all watched basketball for so long and we did not know or realize that the, the travel rule has been, you know, has changed over the years. But like you said, there's some people that have looked at it like, Oh, that's the rule. Okay. We're going to go ahead and exploit the rule until they go ahead and, you know, change the rules. Kind of like Kobe with the pump fake and the swing through. It's like after a while, they decided like, oh, okay, we can <laughs> change the rule because these guys are getting these cheap fouls. You know, when people are just playing regular defense. So I don't know what they're gonna do with that rule. I mean, it's now it's part of the game. Um, so I don't know how you can take it out. I think it's just part of it. Do I want to ask you, um, what what is the advantage of that though? What why why do we change from 
picking up the dribble versus now allowing them to gather dribble? What is the advantage? So, so it's not a rule train, rule change. It's just for the NBA. So as we're hooping in the park or or at high school game, it, it is a travel. Um, so I think if the NBA sells itself and lets people know that there are different rules, I think that that'll really clear up because it is travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a real space that of basketball, that is a travel. Um, but the advantage gained is you're able to create more space, mm-hmm. um, which creates more entertainment value, um, mm-hmm. which allows Giannis to be able to pick up his dribble, um, but still be able to dunk from almost half court. Um, and that's going to create a more exciting NBA as opposed to him getting there and then it's, they got to play in half court and then he shoots a bank shot. But that's not, bank shots aren't sex. So it's about, <laughs> yeah. it's about a more exciting game. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so I, I, want, I got one more question. Then we got to get to like, you the elephant in the room. Yeah, elephant in the room. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm going to lead into that, too. So, so Trey Young. Trey Young this year, you know, the thing that he's been doing is he's been doing that stop and letting people run over them, and they've been calling the foul. So you as a referee, you know he's about to do that. You know what I mean? So are you anticipating that you're going to call that foul as soon as he hits him? Because at some point in time, you got to realize what that offensive player is doing. And then you're doing the, anticip- the, the anticipation of the foul. So, I, and, and man, great question. So, I think at some point, some referee has to lead the curve and go ahead and give him an offensive foul because he's stopping in front of the player and intentionally making the player cre- run. He's creating the contact. Absolutely. But that's but not that's, the rule, yes. though. Yes. I mean, he, I mean, but he he's not. I wouldn't call that an offensive foul. I'm arguing with you because I'm like, wait a minute, I'm dribbling, I stopped. It ain't, that, it ain't my fault that they behind me and they run into me. So, uh, so, great point. But if I'm already moving forward in that same path, it's hard for me to stop. Like I can't yeah, come invisible. That's why it's a foul. So, so to come <laughs> over intentionally, though. Mm-hmm. That that you, you, so what I my definition as I'm going to the coach to explain that rule when I when I do call offense, I'm gonna say, coach, your player created the contact because my job is to referee the defense, right? So as I'm refereeing the defense, the, the defense is running in a straight line. On the same, like he's not speeding up, he's not slowing down. On the same kind of progress train, and this guy intentionally comes in front. And at some point, I got, I got to, if he, he, I can't let him do that two, two plays in a row. Right. I, he, he might be able to get with it, get away with it in the first quarter. But if he continually does that and starts to gain an advantage, I'm going to be the referee that breaks that cycle and say, no, I'm going offense. Man, they gonna so, kick you out the league. But I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> no offense gets you at all. I'm yeah, just absolutely. saying, you know, we see these types of things all the time. Mm-hmm. So as we can, you know, we're moving towards the elephant in the room. So ain't there something to call like a home court advantage? Like shouldn't we, shouldn't the Lakers have gotten more foul calls than when they were trying to come back? Um, no, so as again, as a referee, <laughs> like, give us I, I'm just asking you, man. I'm sorry, no, man. We a fan no, show. No, no, great, great, great. These are great questions. No, absolutely not. So what happens is naturally in a game of basketball, it looks like home court advantage, but usually the home team is going to play way more aggressive and attack the rim um, way, way faster, stronger, and, and in a normal um, pace. So that just in itself lends to some more fouls being called. Yeah. Um, and, and we're talking kind of pregame. I was hearing you guys say, I don't understand why coaches don't talk to the team about attacking the, the, the basket at the beginning of the game and getting to that three foul count. So that way they, the defense knows next foul, no matter what kind of foul it is, they're going to the line because um, they need to take advantage of that rule for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I, have, I have a okay, question. Go okay. And then we do have to move on. Okay. So I have a question and I really think that everybody who's ever watched the game wants to know this. Are makeup calls real? Yes. They are. Yes. yes. Thank so, you. So, so, and, and, and we don't call it makeup calls. I, I want to ref, I'm a ref to the level of play, but I'm also, I also want to match my partner's calls. So if I seen that he did make a kind of quick call um, on the other end, I, I, if, and I'm not trying to impact the game because the referees, we want to blend in. Um, but I might go ahead and make a call just to even it out, just to make sure like, the, cause, and what you don't want to do as a referee, one of the worst things you want to do as a referee is look up and see the foul count is five to one. <laughs> I'm not saying. So you, you, you might start to look for some stuff. So 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 wait a minute. If I if I if I hear this real. right, then hang on. If if I heard that right, then then makeup calls aren't necessarily the team. It's actually the makeup for your opinion of the other refs call, in a sense. Not so much opinion because he's already made the call. So you're going with with that call. So you want to match his call. Okay. Yep. Okay. I yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. 
I like okay. it. Right, okay. Cool. Now, uh, the elephant in the room. Okay. So, of course, uh, playoffs are going on. Uh, Lakers were playing the Suns. Uh, Clippers, of course, playing Dallas, so forth and so on. I'm going to go ahead and hand this to our boy Stat Pat to bring us through this and bring us up to date on that Laker game and where we stand. Go ahead. Okay. So, you know, we lost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we lost. Okay. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, let's play our favorite game, the blame game. So, right. we're going to know who. Who are we gonna lay the blame on this game? You know, us losing a whole I mean, lot of people. I know, and I don't. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm not gonna no. cut you off. Go ahead. Go I ahead. mean, I know. I just don't want anyone to believe that you know it's one, it's one person's fault, or you know, you know, because it's not. It's not just the coach's fault. It's not just you know AD's fault or LeBron's fault or whomever. But somebody got to get some of this blame. So I want to know where we stand at. Like, All right, what so, do we? Who do we see? Where the you know the reasons why? Is it only injuries, or yes. or is it? Well, okay, so hold on. First of all, injury definitely plays a factor in it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, I blame a lot of it on the coach. I mean, you know, I saw them play the same way all six games. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not, no major adjustments that that mm-hmm. happened, and you know, it, it, you know, we saw last year. When they were in the bubble and then they, you know, they went small or they went big, you know, they they made adjustments, you know, uh, um, at the start of every game. But they played the same that way. I knew that Phoenix was going to come out playing fast all the time. And I knew that we needed a team that was going to be able to match their intensity and their speed. And I did, didn't see that they really did. They actually slowed down the team. We're putting Powell, uh, Powell, uh, not Powell, uh, Marcus all in. Mm-hmm. You just said last season you saw the coach make adjustments right yeah in the playoffs yeah what explains the sudden turnaround to where everybody's complaining about the adjustments and the rotations you have any thoughts on that Larry? um natural response when we lose just um, look for blame we just we, we you know we we see more of the mistakes and the weaknesses um i think the biggest thing is this ad's injuries that that, that killed us it's going to kill us moving forward um it was great hearing the guests on before just talking about um, athletic, athletic um, health and fitness. And one thing we talk about is training through the core and your hips. And that's where Anthony Davis is continually gets, gets, gets his injuries. And, and, and once you get a groin injury, groin is different than a knee. Um, a knee, if you get a little tear, like, that's going to restrict your movement. But when you hurt that groin, that's going to restrict your whole mobility, which is totally different. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, continues but, and okay. nags and nags yeah, and nags. Yeah. And there is no surgery. There's no this. It's just time. But let's get more into it, though. Why Why did Trez not play? That's the that's the thousand dollar question. Million dollar right. question, right? Yeah. Um, everybody's wondering what happened to Montrez Harrell. Why did he disappear? Now, we remember last year in the bubble that he definitely had DNPs once we got to Houston um, in the first round. I think we had JaVale and, and Dwight going crazy. Second, third round, barely saw him. But it was working though. It worked. You're right. So, so, so here's the thing though. See, that, that, that's the difference though. So when we saw Dwight and, and, and Javelle not playing, we were winning. So now they're animated and they're happy and they're excited because they know that they this understand. Is, they they're understand. sacrificing hey, for the cause. I don't care if I'm if I'm if we winning and we winning. We good. Cool. But if I'm Montrez Harrell and I'm six man of the year and I've been there's been no trespassing in the paint. All season, and in the last ten games, I I started getting less and less and less run, and I'm sitting there on the bench with Taylor Horton Tucker, all lo- of a sudden. losing by thirty, and then I'm seeing McKinney and and and, and other people getting run that's taking my minutes, and we still losing by thirty. I, I'm you know that that excitement goes to three claps, you know, <laughs> and, and, and that, because I'm no longer excited because now we're losing, we losing, we and we getting off losing but big. We're getting our bucket. Yeah, we get and, and I think Harrell provides a lot of scoring power for the Lakers. Um, that's almost like a legit 14 to 16 points you're going to get. And that's one thing the Lakers went without this year is, is getting scoring from outside of AD and, and, and LeBron. Yeah. And and one thing also is like the energy factor. Like who was going to bring the, what the team that we had out there on the court, where is that energy going to come from? And we did not get that. We did not see that the whole series. And that's the problem I'm having with this whole with, with the rotations. Um, you see that we need a little punch. We have guys in there that's ready to go ahead and do dirty work. Put those guys in there. I mean, a lot. One like where's Morris? I mean, these are guys that were ready to come in and play the game 
and was ready to go whenever the coach called him on. And we didn't see that. And like I said before, you said it earlier, Vogel, you know, doesn't have to answer to anybody about his rotation. But at the same time, there's got to be a little level of accountability, a little level of transparency. Why did you do the things that you did? Because we didn't question your rotations, like you said, when we were winning. But now that you're losing, we got to now know the reason why. And and don't come at me and, you know, Palinka saying that we're going to keep the core together because I don't even know what the hell the core is. I point. mean, the core is LeBron James. I mean, there's, <laughs> what's the I mean, core? You know, I, what I'd like to ask a question. Okay. Everybody in here said and laughed and giggled at, oh, that's when we get to the elephant in the room. Okay. I, I think the obvious elephant is oh the lakers lost let's talk about it but is that the elephant in the room no or did larry bring up the point that the elephant in the room and let's just put it out there is ad is fragile ad is fragile ad gets hurt a lot more than the average player the lakers have decisions to make they need to decide and this has to happen this offseason are they committing to AD and building around you him? You or are they going to trade him, get what they can, and move on? And not, But then they have to start over because you can't build around a 18th, 19th year LeBron. So you have to start over with a new superstar, and LeBron now has to be complimentary. Otherwise, this will not work. And when LeBron leaves, we will be back at square one like when Kobe left. Well, see, it's very, it's very obvious, though. I mean, you know, we talk about the clubhouse a lot also that we're expecting LeBron to leave and we're expecting AD to be there, and we need a guard to help out AD. That's always been, like, the conversation in right. years. We need a guard to do that. But when you have uh, AD that is so fragile, and and he <laughs> one of the reasons why he signed that contract because he knew he was injury-prone. Yep. You know, and so now, you know, this guy is going to be on the books in, in two years for $40 million, and nobody's not going to want him because at that point in time, he's going to be 32. You know, Um it, look, me personally, because I'm because <laughs> I'm real. I'm I'm calling up Portland and trading them for Dane Miller and and going on. I mean, on at Miller. the same time, you know, let's be real here. We know if we see AD and we're fans, GMC AD. Okay, and I'm sorry, I'm not going after the performances that both of them have. So they, you're going to tell me that I'm going to be able to get if Dame wants yeah, out. See, only thing. if a superstar wants and out. He anyway. does not. And that's the thing. He no, 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 no. Dame, Dame said that he's going to be loyal to Portland. Portland ain't got to be loyal to him. Yeah, but <laughs> what does that mean? That means Go that ahead Portland and trade, can trade him. And trade him for an injury-prone AD? Listen, what we do, this is the game plan. Y'all ready? Y'all, this is the game plan. So AD's going get, to get healthy. He's going to be 100%. He's going to ball out 20 games, and we're going to trade him. Okay, so no. I, I, I think we're so, going to add a we're going to add a, a third piece to LeBron and AD. A, okay, a third star. Are, yes. We All know, right, hang on. We can't afford AD. Hang on. Well, going. well, hang yeah, on. We, we're going to have to move KCP. Who's AD Shreder. is not going anywhere, guys. And and and, and Schrader, but well, that's twenty million. Well, we're, we're not. We, yeah. Well, you know what, Schrader's not. Listen. Straight, thank let's you. Get first to, of all, yeah, let's get to thank that. you, straight. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before we get to that, let's 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 give a big thank you to Dennis Schroeder for for not oh. signing that contract. Oh, hey, but when I'm we get back, hang on, where, hang where, on. Where, where's my noise? We got noise maker with a applause. Yeah, yeah, I don't know which one it is. We don't know which one it is. But, but what we're going to do is we're going to take just a really quick break. We're going to go ahead and support one of our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to or watching the Profanity Nation. Be sure to visit the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center for all your 420 needs. They have everything from baby jeeters to stizzy cartridges, fuzzies, pre-rolls, great deals on eighths, raw garden diamonds. They have your gear. They have Papa and Barkley relief patches. After a hard workout, you need those CBDs. You know that. They have plenty of edibles to choose from. Be sure to hit up the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center. Thank you. You're back. Larry, no, wait, wait, Larry. I got to ask you. Right. Dude, did, every that, did that guest? Ca- no, no. I got to ask you. <laughs> did you like that commercial? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you, dude. Yeah. Okay. Because, see, I'm, every every week, you know, CBD. Dude, they, they, they like, joke because I did the voiceover on those. We, and <laughs> we got those. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Walmart. Walmart. Yes, got those. Hey, thank you to Pure Life, our sponsor. We For real? Absolutely. No, we Pure appreciate Life and Chatsworth. You guys are awesome. Yes. Okay. So, money. Look. Look, yeah, get this money because you know money's gonna have to answer for this. Hey, we need to like right now. You know, I know people don't. Well, hey, let me just say this. Back, let me back up. You guys remember months ago, I wanted to wait for AD. 
I want to keep our people, wait that extra year, and have them come as a free agent. Right. And if that would have happened, we would have been a lot better shape than we are in right now. Okay. Right now, we, because that didn't happen, and we traded for. But him, we can't. And, and now, and now we got this fool Kuzma, you know, over here left that we couldn't trade that was untradeable. We have to. We have to take this. Thirty-five million dollars and create the, this liability as an asset. We got to shop and find some great high-level player, hopefully in a super bar that we could trade for. I mean, I know that they see the same thing that we see, but he's still marketable. You know, he got the he brow. You know what I mean? He, he could is. go to. A, he could go to. Ooh. Okay. But I'd like to. Are we so, trading? Are we still. We're, yeah, we're, we're he's still trading. on that. I, this is what. I, this is what hey, I'm. Hey, money. Hey, I'm not trading LeBron no more. Uh, well, that's where we're going. That's where we're going right now. Yeah. Okay, money. You've been a critic. Fair. Right. Fairly so. You've yeah. always had a reason. It's never been unjustified. Absolutely. Um, but you have been a critic of LeBron's game. How do you feel after that game six? And LeBron's performance. Okay, so look, I'm gonna tell you right now. LeBron didn't do anything wrong, but I think he could have done more. I think LeBron definitely should have had at least 40, 45, 50 points. Um, I you could see LeBron's body language, you know, around right around seven minutes. He kind of puts his head down for a second and like, you know what, we ain't gonna win this game. And he kind of it got kind of you know gets to start to give up. But the game is out of control, you know. I mean, not out of out of out of reach when he does that. I hate that personally, though. I think we still fights in the end. Mm-hmm. But LeBron likes to leave five minutes for the game and all that stuff. You know, I still don't like that. But I cannot blame LeBron for this loss, even though I think he could have scored for like forty points. He should have. went to. He, he could have had a better performance, had, but it wouldn't have translated not, to a win. It, it would not have translated to the rim uh, win, but. That's the that's the game we should have triple double on. That's oh, all I'm saying. Okay. Let, let's let, let's talk. Uh, see if I want to ask, I ask one question though, and then you can kind of think you think that would promote um, conversation. Uh, I would say that being said, are we ready to have the conversation to say can LeBron James do what you're saying right now? Can he on one game give me that forty point? 10 rebound, whatever assist, you know, kind of LeBron vintage game that he's had that we all expect him to have. Can he still do that? Okay, blink your mic. My response is I definitely see LeBron is on that downward slope just as we saw Kobe going on that downward slope. Is okay. he, can he still play? Can he still be effective? Yes. Really, I definitely see LeBron going Really quick slope. before we go there, uh, Larry. High ankle sprain. I mean, a high ankle sprain. Is this a situation where you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't? If he goes out there and plays and doesn't perform, he's damned. If he doesn't play because he's hurt, he's damned. If he goes out there and tries, it's not uh, true. It's not true. What do you think? Nobody, nobody's blaming LeBron. Just just part of LeBron's game. He's not offensive in nature, and I, I, I wanted to see him play a little bit more in in the post, um, be able to score a little bit more in that paint area. Um, Besides this. Cut back doors, and I need him to see them handle the ball in the post, take two or three dribbles um, with a turnaround jump shot, not um, so many fall away jump shots. Uh, but I think that's what hurts. And what about those 30 footers? For no reason, 35 footers he just right, heaves up right. for no reason with time on the clock. Yeah, there's some things that, that those point to fatigue to me. When he just chucks up those those 35 footers, you're like, okay, you're tired. You don't want to play. And, and, and I think he's been in the gym shooting those 30 footers, but I, I want to see him. Attack the rim a little bit more. It's not his um, game before that. I yeah. Well, that's so, so here's the thing, and we that gotta doesn't go, help the team. No. We're gonna go clubhouse because yeah, I want to blink, blink your mic. But let me make this point. One thing I hate about that come comeback in period is the fact that you know when, when we came back in the second half and we were playing defense, we decided to trap <laughs> Booker finally get the ball out of his head. We why were we trying to get everything back at one shot? Why you know why can't we go yeah. you know get a get a layup, a slam dunk, a fifteen footer? Everybody was going back you know shooting three pointers, and we don't need the three pointers when it's you know ten minutes left in the third quarter. I mean we have plenty of time, yeah. and and so that's something that that I think they definitely should not have been playing. It was so so much urgency. It's more of a chip away type of thing that they should have been done. But anyway, uh, anybody um, in Clubhouse will have a, make a comment? Go ahead and blink your mic. Anyone in there with any thoughts? All right, Rue. Yeah, I do have a comment about um, the LeBron. Can he get you that 40-point game? Uh, I was discussing this earlier um, today on Clubhouse. And um, 
that uh, I think people have just have short-term memory. I know we're disappointed that the season ended early, but before LeBron went down with a high ankle sprain, we were, even without Anthony Davis, uh, what, the two or three seed, um, he was climbing up the rankings in the MVP discussion in year 18. You know, I think people forget that um, before he went down. And even though he played in this um, playoff stretch, I, I still believe that he was not 100%. Obviously, he's not going to say that, but I feel like he was not um, fully healthy. Actually, course, actually, Rue, he did say that. <laughs> yeah. He actually, did. he, he did. specifically said that he's not 100%. Yeah. So actually, he did. Yeah. Okay, I missed that. Yeah. 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 He said he, yeah, he, said he would he never get back that. to 100%. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Terry. Said, oh. He probably said it post, uh, post the game, right. post the series ending. But yeah. that's my thoughts. Yeah. Go ahead, Terry. You have something else to add? No, I just wanted to say that I do believe that the Lakers will be contenders next year. I do believe how improbable it might sound at this particular juncture that they will get game time. And that I think that this is a reckoning. Like this is an epiphany for Anthony Davis in terms of his devotion to his, his, his health and his uh, conditioning. I think he's going to get into the gym. I think that he was been, he was subjected to abject humiliation because of the fact that of the means um, you're compared to, Forrest Gump as a child um, <laughs> because of your, you know, when he was in those, when those leg braces. Yeah. yeah. And I, I know y'all, I, yeah. I know y'all saw that meme. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you get, and, and then when uh, Charles Barkley calls you street clothes, <laughs> I, think, uh, I, I think that that's the only reason why he played. He had, at this particular time, he had no business playing in that game, game six. He had no business. The only reason why he played is because he was humiliated he was he pressured. Was, uh, he got bullied into that. He was prompted. He was prompted to play. Now, now that they have six months, the season begins what? At the end of October. Yep. It, it's now May. You got like six months to, or five months um, to, to rehabilitate and then to train. I think that he will devote more time to his health and getting and conditioning and, and put more weight on his body because for his size, he's, he's, he's sort of thin. And so I think, and he's uh, lacking muscle mass. So I think this is a turning point. So we'll see uh, at the beginning of the next season that he will. But as improbable as it might be, I don't believe that Dame Time is as committed to Portland as he previously was. Like, he's a loyal person. But when you keep saying that you're loyal and you keep publicizing it, you're letting people know. It's almost as if you're saying, I'm tired of being loyal. I'm not getting, <laughs> I'm not getting rewarded. Um, I'm ready to move on. Because if you're just loyal, you don't need to say it. You just be about it. That's my thoughts. Yeah. So look, I I agree with you, man. Um, here's my thing about Dame. What what I love about Dame is, and how I interpret it when he said that he wants to be loyal to Portland, he's basically saying, look, I'm not trying to be like these other people and create a big three. I'm not going to go be my own GM call up another superstar and we team up on the team and, you know, and then we say, okay, now we're going to win a championship. If he goes and by trade or if somebody comes over to him, he's happy with that. But I love the fact that Dame is not trying to call up Kyrie and KD to join them. You know, or or mm -hmm. trying to call up Luca. He's actually anti, right? That. You know what I mean. That that's what that's what when he says that he's loyal to Portland. I really that's how I translate that. Like he's not calling up Luca. Hey man, Luca, what do you think man about me coming over to Dallas? It could be me and you. If you know, if, if that's where I see his loyal last with Portland. Um, I think personally, look, I'm kind of tired of AD. Um, we got LeBron for a couple more years. You know, everybody knows how I feel about LeBron, but I'm cool with him today. So, hey, let's like I said, that they, they contrast match AD for AD for uh, name straight up. Let's do it. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah, not if I may respond, I just think that really, just uh, 15 seconds. No problem. I yeah. really, I really do believe that in this new era, um, it's particularly uh, in this internet era, and also with the era of uh, what I thought was Shaq Shameless and deplorable uh, shaming of another all-time great Charles Barkley because he didn't win a title. The players are listening to that. The players are – James Harden is listening to that. Um, I thought that KD was listening to that. I mean, he didn't just humiliate him. He badgered – I mean, he butchered Charles Barkley for not having a title, and he was an all-time great. And no 
other great players wants to be subjected to that type of humiliation, even though they go to the Hall of Fame first ballot, which Charles Barkley was and he was all time 50. No, you got to get that title. So I'm thinking that um, that the Dame time is listening to that kind of talk as well. That's just my input. I just want to I just want to def- I'm not going to defend Shaq, but I think Michael Jordan said that to Charles on Oprah. <laughs> he started. He opened the door. <laughs> right. That might, that might be the case. They did batter each other yeah. on Oprah. Step I think Mike. I think Mike is the one. It was the real abuser. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Yeah, he he definitely started. Go ahead, step back. No, I was just gonna say, uh, uh, going back to what Terry said earlier about about AD, it makes a lot of sense that uh, he's going to have to come back and prove uh, that last year was about the injuries. It wasn't really about his game. Because we see him when his game is on, he's he's virtually unstoppable. Unstoppable. People were always there were people were compare, putting him like, well, you know, LeBron got another top five player, with, you know, as a teammate before in the series. I mean, before he got hurt, he yeah. was considered by some of the top five player in the league. So I would Best say player LeBron you know, ever played with, yeah, uh, all that far. stuff, right? So I'm saying this. Uh, first of all, you know, welcome to LA, AD. If you didn't know, now you know. Okay, yeah, it's a totally different ball game. What have you done when, for me lately? When you playing over there in New Orleans, and you can go ahead and have those little injuries and be knickknack and get knocked out in the first round, they're like, "Well, come on, try again, buddy." No, we're not doing that over here. Okay, we go ahead. We got we got Mister Glass means. We got mean. We we mean Central over here. You know, Lakers fan base is no joke. So if you come out and play, up not, to your not community. only the fan base is no joke, but the anti fan base oh is God. no joke. Dude, right. it's, 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 I mean, <laughs> that's no joke. I mean, you know, we we found uh we, we you know uh, remember we got to, we got down to the bottom of that Vivian. Uh, yes, so, so I mean that's what right. that's the power of the Laker fans. Yeah, right? that's so right. We we will get into the bottom of it, and we'll let you know about if you're not up to par. So you know, AD, I think he will get back into the gym. He will get better. Um, but at the same time, who else is going to help him? I mean, let's just talk about the rest of the community. We got a lot of stuff to talk about because Contavious, Contavious, man, <laughs> Cole Will Pope, get him out of man, here, man. Yeah. No, I mean, shoot, I, I was trying to, I was bigging up in last week, like. No one could be in that middle. Okay, right now. Well, we need definitely. to break up the clutch party a little Bruh. bit. All right, so let let you know. It's we a good thing. Need to. It's a good thing you brought that up. So let I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to all three of you guys. Yeah. And I want you guys to let me know. Um, this is who we do not have on contract for next year, and we want them to come back. So okay. we are so we, stay or go. Right. So okay. stay or go. All right. So Dennis Schroeder, go. All go, right. Go 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 go. All right, Wesley Matthews. Go. Go. Alex Caruso. Go. Stay. Go. Jerry Dudley. Hey, that, uh, Wait, we got Alex Caruso. Go. We're going to uh, go for it. Let's whoa, go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Anti Caruso. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, I, I like Caruso, but I just think we, we, need a, we need a whole shift in the backcourt. Really? Cool. Okay. We, we need some kids with some wiggle. Okay. He's a kid. He looks old. He, he, he has I, I, a wiggle. So. He, pre- and, pre-season. and he's Pre-se- affordable. And he's affordable. Right. But preseason, we saw all these videos of him in the gym, playing the church league, dunking and all that stuff. And uh, in, the, in the playoffs, it's like, I don't see none of that. Well, because they, you know what? They they depend on him for defense. Go. Huh? <laughs> all right. Yeah, I like it. Hey. Jared Dudley. Go. Go. All right. I'm going to keep Duds, man. Mark, because Mark, because Mark, he's a, you know. You're giving up for what? Because he's. But John what, Sally? He, he, that's John he's, Sally. He's what he is. That dude is John Sally. He's what he is. He, he's sitting on. He's, he's a lot. Not, he's guy, not going to give. He's anything. taking up a spot. Okay. Dude. Mark, Marquise Morris. Gone. I keep it. He's. he's if. THT. Keep. Yeah. Keep. Andre Drummond. Depend how much he wants. Yeah. And, no, and, and, no, he and, mostly, go. and mostly to protect AD because AD can't take all that banking. So if there's on. a bet, you know what though, I would prefer to get back Javale. I don't know. I'm just saying he seemed to work well with AD, so I, I'm not saying he's available. But I was more thrilled with how that looked than what Drummond looks like in there. How, how much money is that so far? That's a lot of money. So look, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you who we I'll, I'll run it through who we have on contract, and then we're gonna go to Montrez, and then yeah. so who we have on contract. Obviously, right now we have um, we have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, we got KCP. We got to get rid of him. I feel, but he has one year, right? This yeah. is his last year, so uh, he's good trade. No, yeah, uh, he has two more years. He's getting paid 13 million next year, and and, four, and 14 million after that. Oh, you know. Uh, I look, he don't have a little, little transfer anymore. That's good. Kyle Kuzma, we have him. Um, Marcus Saul, we still have him at 2.6. Alfonso McKinney, he, uh, he, he's a um, team option. Yeah, so no. So yeah, are we yeah, keeping yeah. him? He's gone. And then um, that's basically it. But that adds up to what about Gasol? 
And we have Gasol for two point six. Okay, and then and then the the sleeper, dang. Oh yeah, dang. <laughs> Still yeah. on the books. Dang, dang got five million right now. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't bring him up. But here, but here's my question though. Hang on, hang on one sec. What was that? That's about one hundred nineteen million. One hundred nineteen. I'm gonna tell you exactly. One hundred nineteen million nine hundred ninety-four dollars uh, thousand six hundred fifty-seven. Okay. Right. So here's here's the thing though. Montrez Harrell, who I want to come back. Is everybody in the green? Yeah. He has a player option. Do we think Montrell is coming back? No. No. I wouldn't if no. I was Trez. I for, wouldn't even want him back at the, at, for the Lakers at this point. Well, I mean, why? He didn't do nothing. It was Vogel. I, I think it's just going to be a team disruption. Oh, okay. just moving off. Well, let me ask Clubhouse real quick. Yes or yeah. no? Because, you know, we're running out of time. Uh, Blink and Mike, do you guys do you guys want Montrez back? Do you think he's coming back? Anybody pick that? Real, go ahead. I don't think he's coming back. I don't. Uh, if he does, I think it's maybe out of love for LeBron and the clutch connection. But in terms of Vogel and what he did uh, to Trez in the first round, I wouldn't blame him if he didn't come back. Mm-mm. I don't blame him. I'm with Rue on this. Is, was that Rue? Yeah. Yeah, that's Rue. Yeah, that's Rue. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm with her on that. Um, I thought he was misused in the playoffs. I wouldn't come back. And then the, the shots that he fired on Instagram, he's not coming back. Right. Exactly. All right. Cool. Yeah. So we we all in agreement pretty much. Okay. So uh, so Trez is pretty much gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I want Trez to stay. I think we have. To but we just don't think too. he will. I mean, I think you know what he needs to pull like a Magic Johnson and say, "I don't like this coach." Yeah. And and, and but well, I mean, it he can't, doesn't have that power. He, but he does have that power. Cause he goes to LeBron like, "Look, dude, you see what Vogel did to me? I don't like that." LeBron has that power. LeBron's not doing that. Not at this why, year. Why in his career. He? It's not happening. Not on the Lakers. Maybe on on, hey, on Cavaliers. He He's call, not hey, doing that on the y'all Lakers. Y'all know he could call the Tyron. <laughs> However, saying, y'all ain't gonna win. Yes. Stat. Stat. What should Rob Halinka's priority be this off season? Should it be find new players to plug and play? Should it be build around AD? Should it be what? What? What do you? I mean, what is it? Should it be? You know what is? You know what was glaring uh, to me when I was looking at the um, this this series. <clears throat> Excuse me. the The amount of wide open shots that we were missing, it was in, in this league right now in 2021. You need to be at least decent from three. You cannot be atrocious from three and and, and expect to make up the difference because teams are getting taken ten point leads, and all they had to do was hit one three. You miss, come down and hit another three. Boom! That was a timeout. You already a ten point lead is now a four point lead because they just hit two big shots back to back. Now you on the other end bricked your three point shot. So now you're playing like they're making their shots, you're missing your shots, and that's what's happening a lot in this series. We will shoot these threes and we will miss these threes, and they will go on down there and hit their threes. It was almost looking like a six point switch sometime and swing in these in these like you know these runs that were happening, and you're like we can't keep going empty in it. So I would say. We need to look at some outside shooting. I know we always say that, but we need to get some people that not just bottom of the barrel. Like, oh, you had a forty point. I mean, a forty percent. You know, uh, one year in your career. In your career, and, like and you're not playing for any teams yeah. right now. We don't know why, but hey, we'll hey, we'll pick you up. It's not like you know, like, obviously, right? It's like they, they give it to you, but it's like, man, you're a deal. You're a steal. Let's yeah. go ahead and rekindle. And that's just not going to work now. And especially if you look at the the NBA and look at the teams that are playing now. Look at those teams. They're now, still in. Yeah. They're still in the playoffs. Look at those teams. And now you look to yourself as a man. There are four I know. players that we were affiliated with last year that are still in it. Look, I'm telling you. And the thing is, but that doesn't, have, that doesn't to me, that doesn't, nah. like, that, that doesn't put us over the top, especially when you're seeing all these, the way these teams are being constructed. And I, I hate to be like this, guys. Golden State ain't going away. They might be around too. I mean, everybody said step well, up next year. They right. like, well, what to call is too hurt. But anyway, that's what I think is big time. I think we need to worry about some outside shooting. I got a referee question on this also. Let me let me ask you, uh, Larry. So tell me about like the game six, the game seven game. You know, the anticipation. You know, you know it's a big game. You know, they've been battling back and forth. You probably never. Let's say the one through six, you didn't referee, but you get like the that 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 game that could mean something major. Uh, do you referee that game different? No. Um, you just try, try to call basketball plays, um, try to keep it in the rhythm. Um, you're going to be excited. You're going to be nervous, uh, but you still want the plays that, that you're going to deem illegal, call those plays. Um, you will communicate a little bit more with your partners. 
Um, what I try to do is I talk through my through my whistle. Um, so a lot of parents always say, three seconds, three seconds, ref. And I, I'd rather say, hey, get out of there, get out of there, get out of there, get out of there. But after I say it four times, then I got to come and get you. Mm-hmm. How long is really the three seconds? That's what I wanted to ask you, too. Cause we, I know one, two, three, but it never is one, two, three. Right? No, absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> we're, we're not coming down like with a stopwatch. Um, it also depends on like if the like I've seen most players in there for three seconds, they're hiding. They actually really don't want mm-hmm. the ball. Yeah. So I'm gonna give him about five seconds. Okay. Because he's trying to hide. But if it's someone being active and really hands up and trying to, then yeah, I'm, I'm looking about three, well, if three, they're three trying to gain half. an advantage, then Correct. then you're you're calling absolutely. it. Certainly. I like when one I like when you see one a player have his like his right foot in the lane, you know, and then it's like, you know, you I'm, I'm at home. I'm counting. I'm looking at his leg. I'm looking at the foot. I've seen, I know everyone sees his foot and then he goes across the lane and his feet are still in the lane. And I'm knowing it. I know that's four seconds, bro. And I'm thinking <laughs> yes. like, that's, I'm like three seconds. You got to call that ref three seconds. And then sometimes it just doesn't get called, but, but I mean, and, 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 we, and so terminology again, is we talk about, we're not looking for ants. And sometimes we see three seconds as ants really yeah. for elephants. Okay. There you go. Another question. Another, another question. Star player. He already has two uh, two fouls in the first quarter. Coach keeps him in the game. We helping him out. <laughs> I'm just wondering. This, this Absolutely. Yeah. So so you you, you yeah, again. I, I, so I you communicate with your partner and you're saying, hey hey hey, you know, twelve got got, got two already. Oh okay, all right. So if we get a chance to spread it out. So let's say there's a foul and twelve's in it and fifteen is in it and, and you you're gonna put it on fifteen. Oh easy. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and this is so what everybody yeah, suspected. You get in trouble by it. the players because the little point guard to come up to you be like, ref, that wasn't even me, man. That was that was him. I said, like, you want me, want me to give the foul to your big guy? Exactly. Like, no, I don't want to give him his third. I'd rather you get one. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah. He gives two. They take it personal. So, so yeah. Take it for the team, man. Yeah, if they don't get it, yeah. So you kind of, kind of, kind of give them that look. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Okay, I love so, that. So that's good sunshine. refereeing. We call that good I, I love refereeing. It. I think it is. Absolutely. It is. It's keeping the flow. Right. Okay, so uh, we have a segment on the show. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. Before that, before that, I want to throw a little. I want to throw a little shade. Congratulations to the Clippers a little bit, but I want them to lose next round simply because they're in LA. I'm hating on y'all. I need the y'all to get a sweet Clipper Daryl. Um, you know, we invited Clipper Daryl to right. make comments because we, we need we could take yeah. a low. Spin. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we, we're, we're yeah. We're we absolutely laid into Clipper Daryl last year, so this is his right because we all know they're not getting past the second right. round. So, so, so for the record, you know, because we are fans, <laughs> enjoy show, it while you can, Clipper Daryl. We are fan show, you know, congratulations, Clipper Daryl. Absolutely, we not anticipate you to get past the second round, but for the first time. I believe in NBA history, the Le- the Clippers have gotten further in the playoffs than, than the, the Lakers. Lakers. So I'm going to congratulate I you for that, and then I'm that. waiting on the sweep next round. There you go. That would there be nice go. to see. I, I honestly, I don't it's think they're going to get swept. Okay. No, I don't think they're going to swept. It's just, just the loss is yeah, good enough. Uh, yeah, as long as they lose. Okay, so Larry, um, for everybody else who watches the show and everything, we always close the show on a final segment, Money Mike Loves, and this is called Money Mike's Out of Bounds. So Money Mike's going to go ahead and give us his opinion on a certain subject and he'd like to know whether or not his thoughts are inbounds or out of bounds money mike you have the mic hey you know what pat i need some help with this okay i got you i need you to do some play-by-play for me all right <laughs> oh, do some one. play-by-play okay. why do you have the sexy voice dude what was what's, no what, what he actually what, got what, oh, where is he, he going? has props is no, now the time to go to the bathroom, Money this, Mike? This this cat is off screen. He's actually getting props. He's getting props. All right, right. so Money Mike so has left the studio. Right. He didn't tell me about and me he's getting play something by play. from his bag here. Oh boy, okay. Oh, okay. All right. So oh, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. There it is. There's the Jeff Hamilton the 17 night. time 2020 time. jacket oh, direct from Jeff Hamilton himself. Okay. What see. what what does this have to do with out of bounds, Money Mike? Yes, dude. Let's see. Put your headphones back on. Here we go. As you guys heard, I'm Chick Hearn, play by play. Thank you guys very much. <laughs> so I have, I'm wearing right now, an official custom-made Jeff Hamilton Laker Championship 2020. 2020. It looks, 2020, it looks sweet, right? 17-time Laker Championship jacket on. I'm wearing it right now. Yep. Now, I am very disappointed that the Lakers did not win a championship this year, but am I out of bounds for saying that this jacket is giving me another year or current information on it? <laughs> am I out of bounds for saying I'm excited 
that this 17-time jacket gives me another year. <laughs> He's selfish. He's so selfish. You were like, that, was, that jacket was about to be out of, <laughs> this jacket, out of style. This jacket was about to be out of style. Uh, and people were going to say, hey, that's a really nice jacket, but we got 18 now. <laughs> Am I out of bounds for saying that my expensive ass over a $1,000 jacket is a current <laughs> Rendition of a jacket. I, I want right to go now. straight to let's get this straight. Basically, what Money Mike is saying is, is he out of bounds for being thankful that the Lakers lost just so he can wear his jacket for another year? Go straight to club. All, right. All right. Hey, uh, Rue, what do you think? Okay, there's I think you are uh, out of bounds. <laughs> out of bounds. Well, you, you're definitely going to have to hop onto our Facebook channel and catch this video, at least see the jacket. Right. I'm still wearing it. You know what? I'm going to tell you right now. I'm very hot right now and I'm sweating. But listen, it's worth it. It's worth it. Uh, Terry, what do you think? Am I out of bounds for being happy that my uh, jacket is still current? Okay, Terry's not there. That's All right, funny. Crispy, I know you there. What do you think? Nobody's there. Everybody left. You're oh, out, Mike, you're go out ahead. here, Mike. There you okay. go. Fault, man. You're out oh. of bounds. Yeah, you definitely out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> Let him know. I'm out of bounds, Crispy. Come on, man. Yeah, man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> He's so out of come on. Right I mean, now, the, I mean, all of Laker Nation took one. So Mike, Mike I mean, wears his jacket another time. Right. Uh, okay, Mike, Mike, you send him out of bounds too. Yep, out of bounds. Oh man! Oh, hey, somebody's raising their hand. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you guys up, bring you up, and I'm gonna ask my people over here. Am I out of the bounds, Pat? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, you're way. Hey, dude, I even have that jacket, and you're out of bounds. Yeah, you're yours, out of bounds. Is, yours is coming too. Yes, yeah. but you're out of bounds because the jacket's always cool. I got you inbounds, man. I got you. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> one more year. One more year. Yeah, we got one more year, right? Dude, you're so out of pocket right now with that, that dude. Funny. Seriously, dude. I mean, look, look. I, I get it. Don't get me wrong. It's, that's that's funny. But man, I'm taking. I'm I mean, dude. We gotta look at the bright side. I mean, only look at the bright side as I'm sweating. <laughs> what is the bright side, man? I could wear this jacket. Like, what are you <laughs> that is the oh, I mean, look, and, I mean, and we lost. I mean, time champion. See, see, that is awesome, right? Okay, David, are you? I saw you raise your hand. Do you, am I out of bounds? You agree with me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. we got you. I'm so happy I found this group. I'm a diehard Laker fan since I moved here in 1981 from Montreal. I have followed the Lakers. Like crazy. I love, 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 love my Lakers. Awesome. So I just want to say I'm I'm delighted that I found this room. Um I'm I'm so disappointed we lost this year. I you know, with Anthony Davis injuries. Uh the only serious point I'd like to share on this is I, I'm wondering if Anthony Davis needs to take better care of his body the way LeBron does. Because he's been really injury prone his whole career, and I don't want to—I don't want to criticize because I love the guy, but I'm really hoping that he's going to get on some kind of regimen where he really takes care of his body because he makes the difference between us winning or us losing. You're yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah, right. Dude, Thank you so we, much we, we for your Thank opinion. You very much. The dude needs to drink some milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's that's a question I'd actually like to ask Marco next week, and I think we'll, we'll jot that down. Is the type of injuries that AD I, is prone to, can he build muscle mass to prevent those type of injuries? Oh, there's a lot of soft tissue issue, I mean, injuries. I mean, is that the thing? Right. They're all like, like they're not like, really like. How can you build up your growing? I mean, imagine what that looks like. I mean, <laughs> you can't really. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I, think, I think that's perfect. I think what we'll do is we'll leave it on that. Right, Could you imagine what building hey, up the groin would look I, I, all like? All I'm going to say is I cannot believe you guys are not uh, agreeing with my out of bounds, but. You know, yeah. it is what it is. Well, yeah, I'll try next week. They get to see you in the jacket. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Larry. I'm going to give you a pound. No, uh, appreciate it. I'm going to Thank you for coming. Definitely. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Profanity Nation podcast. Thank you, Larry, for joining us. Uh, Money Mike, Stat Pat, yours truly, Simster. We're here every day, every Sunday at 8.30 p.m. And you can hear us live and take part in the show if you join us on the Clubhouse app in the Los Angeles Lakers fan club room. The best 
fan club room in all of Clubhouse, uh, approaching 8,000 members if we're not already there, 7,000 plus. So you definitely want to get on there if you're not already. Uh, he's going to go ahead and catwalk the jacket for us to close time. the show. One more time. Uh, that is Money Mike there with his How Jeff Hamilton jacket. Seventeen time, <laughs> time champion. There it is. Let's go. There it is. Join us next week, everybody. Thank you. Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And step back to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster. He putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation. We running the town. Yeah. It's the Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. Be sure to visit the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center for all your 420 needs. They have everything from baby jeeters to stizzy cartridges, fuzzies, pre-rolls, great deals on eighths, raw garden diamonds. They have your gear. They have Papa and Barkley relief patches. After a hard workout, you need those CBDs. You know that. They have plenty of edibles to choose from. Be sure to hit up the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center. The Profanity Nation is now the official podcast of the Los Angeles Lakers fan club on Clubhouse. Be sure to join over 5,000 strong and growing. Also, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. Again, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt.